Hey everyone, before we started this week's episode, I wanted to shout out the team that wrote Bylines in Blood on Aftershock. We covered it on the podcast and raved about it. But in addition to raving about it, we speculated a little bit about the political leadings of the team and their intent behind the story, whether it meant one thing or another. To clear the air, we talked with the creative team. They're not conspiracy theorists. They're not wackos. They're actually big-time sweeties. And this was a fantastic book written by some sweeties. So check it out. Pick up Bylines in Blood on Aftershock. You can still get it at your local comic book shop. And check out our episode where we talked and raved about how much we liked it. All right, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the First Issue Club podcast. We are your weekly reading club where we read first issues only, exclusively, and yes, they are comic books that we are reading. We are happy to be here with you in the month of January. Uh, We're reading a book on Image Comics uh, called Rain by Joe Hill, and uh, in the club today, we got me, I'm Budgie King. Me, I'm Greg. And Mike D. Greg is back. Uh, hey! And I'm back, and the three of us are back, and we're here now. It has been over a month since we've all been in the same room. I know. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I'm glad that we're here. You see, really feel the energy. <laughs> it's palpable. It, it's sure. yeah. pulsating. Oh, yeah. Electricity in this room. Right. We can start a fire. How many other ways can we say it? <laughs> we're horned up. We're rock hard. And I'm greased. <laughs> Dude, I was trying to think of all the ways to say boner the other day. Uh, you know, that's one word that you only need one word to to say it, and you get the point across. Yeah, so, let's let's uh, skip this topic. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a fun week last week. We're coming back in with another uh, independent book this week. Um, and then uh, you guys had this thing on your text chains where everybody's hitting you up with this thing called Wordle. So on Twitter, it's everywhere, and it's uh, it's these colored blocks, and it says Wordle, and it'll and say then like, I just I block anyone who posts it. It is insane. It's everywhere for me. It's Twitter. It's on my text chains. All my friends have it, and it's like oh, th- I sound like an idiot trying to explain it because either you do it and you're like oh yeah fuck yeah Wordle, or you don't know what it is, yeah. and then I'm explaining to you a version of a crossword puzzle that's like viral. Let me ask you two things. Mm-hmm. One. Is yeah. this comic book related? Okay, it is a little bit. In a sense. Oh, okay. Um, because it's blocked off like a comic book. Like it's paneled. <laughs> oh, it has panels. And there was a lot of creators making like meme wordle jokes on Twitter with okay. like comic book shit. Yeah. It's to- basically like a crossword puzzle and Sudoku had a baby. And that baby's name is Wordle. And we talk about relevant things here. I don't know if you knew that. Okay, this was my part two question. Yeah. We release these a week after we record them in Twitter time. That's an eternity. Okay. This has been going strong all January. Yep, since late December. So we're good. With okay. no bet, signs of stopping. You right. b- bet on the Wordle horse. This if, isn't if Substack. Yeah. This isn't you know anything else. This is just Wordle is your god. Just like uh, Steve Aoki stopped his set the other night to show off his nine hundred thousand NFT. This is an NF. This is an idea I would bet on. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna bet on that NFT. Um. So yeah. 
there we are with uh just I just wanted to get the pulse for Wordle. It's infiltrated everything, including comic books and comic book podcasts, like it did here. Well, we've talked about it for a couple minutes now, <laughs> and I still don't know what it is. So it's a game. It's a we'll game see. you play. Move, move, move along. <laughs> That's the essence of what yeah. I'm getting at. Yes. <laughs> Um, guys, it's voting season. Do you go to marvel.com and vote for your new X-Men member? Tell me about that and what I'd have to do there. Uh, well, if you don't know, Jonathan Hickman has gotten the boot. He, I think he booted himself yeah. from the X-Men line. Right. He, yep. And so uh, the most successful thing that the X-Men line with Hickman was the Hellfire Gala where we voted yep. for an X-Men. And they're like, hey, let's sell a bunch of comic books again. And do a bunch of covers, so let's do another voting thing. And so now we have a new list of voting. I think voting's actually closed by the time you're hearing this, but it's all the rave over Twitter. People are voting for their new uh, X-Men partner to join up. Okay, do we have a certain few candidates that we're limited to? Yeah, you have uh, six to choose from. Okay. and um, Which is the most compelling? If you had to garner, if you had to ask for votes for something. If I'd honestly, none of them were my top. Um, I don't have the link available here on the Google Doc like you just made, but we're gonna go to Google it real quick while I vamp about <laughs> X Men. Uh, it was all a bunch of like, not low level, but just like really. Um, yeah, you could say low level if they're low level. You don't have to. It was be. underappreciated. Okay. Well, I guess Armor was on there, which she's pretty sweet. Okay. Oh, Firestar is a kind of popular character. They, people do not want you to vote for Firestar. Really? That's the sentiment I'm getting on Twitter. I'd oh, vote. Okay. I'd vote for Gorgon. You would. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Penance is cool. Throwback. Bling. Bling is the only X Men, if you don't know, that has um, like a exclamation point. In exclamation their name. point. In their name. Okay. Or any kind of punctuation. Yeah, uh, you're right. This is a little underwhelming. Yeah, I mean, I like armor because I think she's far sweet. Away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so armor, everyone. Okay, first armor. Club, we're ar- voting for armor, armor right it is, now. Yeah, it, and it's also the first pick on there alphabetically, so it helps you. Right. Great. Okay. In these scenarios, when you have multiple choices with names and they're alphabetical, uh, I always vote you, for the first one. You just first off, just get out of the way. Yeah, I don't even know why I vote because it's like <laughs> <laughs> I do that with all elections, anything in there. Hey, I've got a news hit question for you. Maybe you guys can help me out with. Do you know anything about the uh, Bat Hound that was released today? His name is Ace. Uh, this is a long-standing DC Universe character. Okay. Yeah. His Batman had a dog introduced like 50 years ago or more called Ace. Mm-hmm. Okay. His origin came out today in, in Batman Urban Legends number 11. Okay. Let me guess. He came from a litter? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm just curious. I, I wasn't familiar with the uh, Bat Hound. Yeah. So you, Interesting, you enlightened me. <laughs> but uh, but if you want to know origin. where he came from. How many copies did you buy thinking it was first appearance <laughs> of a dog? I was tempted. The cover The cover was brilliant. It's a how, German Shepherd, which I love. How many people were clamoring for an origin <laughs> of Ace the Bat Dog? It's the most spec'd book of the the week, I would well, say. Well, of course. Why yeah, wouldn't it be? The or, you, you guys you guys pick up oh. Origins? This is a good conversation. Do, you, do Origins get your gizzard? I don't consider Origin issues key issues. I don't either. But speckers will make you believe that they No, are you're right. I, I think that I, I, once you, they don't hold their value. No. Once you've spent 10 years away from it, nobody cares anymore. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, origins mean nothing in comic books. They're just, all oh, they mean something. Not anymore. But well, uh, in, okay. in terms of value. You know what's <laughs> funny about this? Is they're actually, in theory, story-wise, more important than a first appearance. Exactly. <laughs> You're <laughs> totally right. <laughs> but they do not hold their value. Yeah. yeah. So I enjoy them. I like them. When I say I don't consider them key, I don't consider them something that I'm like, oh, I better keep this copy in pristine mint condition. Right. You wouldn't pay a premium to get the origin no. of let's say ace the bad dog <laughs> right bad hound oh, pardon me how could i have been so flippant crypto's a dog ace is a hound <laughs> is there a distinction yes uh okay well, crypto's an alien too i don't know if he's technically a dog um maybe he's from like a dog planet oh a planet where they're all dogs yeah because yeah. you're right crypto can fly <laughs> <laughs> but Ace saw his parents murdered in the alleyway yes. where he was born, right outside the movie they just saw. His and the mom's drive... pearl uh, oh, collar yeah. just scattered on the ground. <laughs> Such an iconic vision. Uh, uh, the, by the criminal matches bone. <laughs> uh, okay, and then tell us about uh, this go- the God of Thunder himself. Oh, it's just uh, another legacy numbering for Thor coming up, 750. It's going to be a beefy boy. Everyone that's ever worked on Thor is back to tell a story. Even of, if they're no, no longer alive. They have somehow done it. They have reached the great beyond. <laughs> Stan Lee has a story <laughs> in this 750 uh, Thor annual. Um, it's just a big milestone I wanted to bring up because Thor has been having a season yeah. ever since the movies really kind of reinvented the character and made him um, really a, a, a household name. Yeah. And so um, it's kind of cool. We got um, Jason Aaron's on there, Donny Cates, uh, Williamson. Like a ton of people are on this fucking book. I really hate this trend of doing. This is essentially big an annual anthology annual well, style. Yeah, books it's, it's exactly what it as is. As the anniversary books, when especially when we're counting them as legacy numbering, I would much rather there be like a 60th anniversary book that mm-hmm. does all this stuff. And then once you hit like a 750, 800, like do some cool covers. I like make, what make I like... something crucial or key yeah. happen in that issue if you can plan for it, just so it's like a memorable one. Didn't right. Spider Man do this with their like? No, they they hit a double zero book and they just had like cool art on the front. Oh, so well, Spider Man 750 was like the that was the new suit he got, right? Something like that. Okay, yeah. Or it was like the beginning of the new arc or something yeah. like that. Okay. Well, um, yeah. I, that, that's... I, I agree. I think they should kill Thor permanently. 750, the you last book. You agree with that... who? <laughs> you, both of you guys. That something... We said they should kill Thor? No, I think something big should happen oh. instead of just an annual. And then you want Thor to die. Thor should die. Okay. Yeah. And the character should never be used again. That's the... something that would be impactful for twenty. This is the problem with having read King Thor is that we know... Mm-hmm. He's gonna be around for a minute. It's a good point. I guess they did show his death in, yeah. in King Thor, uh-huh. so shame on me. <laughs> and then what? His hammer just goes to somebody Maybe else. Maybe they should just like kill one of his friends then. Like he kills him. Oh, he becomes a bad guy. Oh yeah, he kills Loki. Yep. Like smashes his head in. Yeah. But then you find out that it was Loki who killed Loki. Because oh. he was he was tricking everyone. Yeah, he was using his illusion powers. Right. So standard comic book stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are we, are we pitching Marvel right now? <laughs> are we Marvel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you guys ever think about how you're the last oyster you ever ate? 
<laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten an oyster. Well, you're not an oyster yet, then. Um, okay. I don't <laughs> know what's going on. This last 11 minutes has been a blur for me. <laughs> we got to keep it moving. We got to keep the energy going. That's how shows work. Content, content, content. Constant content. Um, all right. I think that's good on, on the news front. Yeah, no other real news has come out. It's early January, so no one's really popped yet uh vault is celebrating five years of being a publisher it's been five years already so they've been dropping some like cool little teaser images of like creative duos that will be working just straight up nude new (laughs) i fucking wish uh but like tim seeley's working with vault this year and dennis hopeless and they're doing new books and vault so they're just kind of teasing the creative teams not really the books that they're doing uh just to drum up some attention Something that a five-year-old would do. I'm all team Vault. Vault rules. Yeah. They do so many good first issues and new miniseries. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. We talked about Tom Knowles great. Yeah. We talked about being being team Vault before. I'm not anti-team Vault, everyone. I'm just saying. Yeah, you got to get on the Vault train, Greg. I've, I've been on the Vault train. I bought my ticket five years ago. <laughs> it's the, it's leave, the tra- train is leaving the, the station. The train has been on the tracks for five years. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's dip into Rain then, uh, the book of the week that we're covering, uh, which makes it the best book in a lot of ways. Uh, Joseph Hill, if you don't know, we talk about him a lot, was plagued by being born Joseph King, and he had to change his little, little old name to Joseph Hill so that he would not be under the shadow of Big Papa Father Stephen King. I bet he hates that we even mention it. That's why he changed his he name. He doesn't care what we do. <laughs> Maybe. Do you know why uh, Joe Hill is writing this? Because I can tell you why. Well, he wrote the story, like for a book. He yeah. He wrote just so this. So first, why of, does anyone write anything really? No, oh, so I've good. always wanted to get into this. Topic yeah. Why? This right. Why do you write things? Okay. We are getting pretty heady, which is probably because we've been drinking too many Boulevard <laughs> Space Camper IPAs. The best cosmic IPA in the universe. Get zooted and write something clever with a Space Camper IPA from Boulevard Brewing Company. <laughs> um, okay. Joe Hill wrote like a short story. This needed to be adapted into comic books. So he essentially said, yeah, I got a story if you want it. Gave him this. Yeah. Great comic, though, by the way. So that, that process seemingly worked. This, this is... You're was that a slight? Which <laughs> oh, just was an odd... I don't know what's he wrote a prose book. Yuck. No, but here's... <laughs> Zero pictures, which we hate here at First Issue Club. No, but here's the... So this is this weird scenario where this book is technically on an imprint, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of it. It's called like... Syzygy. 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 Okay. I feel pretty confident in my pronunciation. Syzygy? That. Okay, Syzygy. good. That is started by the duo that made Zombies versus Robots. Yeah. Yes. That duo... <laughs> the Eisner losing team. Yes. I love that description. They call themselves that, by the way. Chris is an executive producer on Lock and Key, which is why he knows Joe Hill, which is why he was able to ask Joe Hill to write a comic book on his new publisher, is my guess. So, okay, so this wasn't just like a book from short stories that Joe no. Hill had written? I don't, I, I think he had it like... Because like, it was adapted by somebody else. Yes. My understanding is that Joe Hill has like 
a nightstand, and <laughs> in it he had a handful of, of like, cocktail napkins, of stories like, on them, post-it sure, notes, sure. and 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 Chris was like over one day. Um, <laughs> rooting through his yeah, picking up a UPS package. Parcels. And he was like, you mind if I take that? <laughs> Care if I turn it into a comic? And Joe said, no, nah, I got a million yeah. of those. You, have you seen my house? Either I'm turn a... it into a comic or an NFT, man. Like, yeah. I don't you know do it. Just get the yeah. fuck out of my house, actually. <laughs> this has got to be a segment moving forward where we speculate on how the idea came to be and the yeah. inner workings of how the two people decided what to work on together. <laughs> We've just basically made a play mm-hmm. here in front of everyone. Yeah. Scene two, the, the story is written. So, uh, yeah. So Jill's, Joe Hill's writing this book of rain, which is a great title because that's exactly what happens. At One day it rains needles, kills all your loved ones in Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Tragic Tragedy ensues. And we don't know what's going to happen next. That's the summation of this story. Right. And, bo- and boy, did it grip me. And those these are my favorite sort of books, the ones where you don't know what's going to happen next. And I find the conclusion of those stories to be the most gratifying. Almost surprising. Yes. That's the perfect word. I, When I was younger and a little more naive, I wanted to know where I was headed. And if I couldn't guess the story, I simply threw it away. In this book, had I been younger, would have been thrown away because so many twists and turns. I'm, you know, I'm not even going to try to defend myself. Uh, so you're right. This book is about um, a young lesbian couple who are moving in together in Colorado. Uh, it starts out as a normal day. And this girl is talking about how much she's in love with this other woman. And then all of a sudden, a you assume a simple summer storm moves in. And it rains down like crystal needles, mm-hmm. and the the imagery of all those needles coming oh, down was, was pretty striking. It, yes, it was. I, I do want to say though that the inner dialogue of this character and the story that she's kind of narrating for mm-hmm. you was so well done. The character oh, yeah. development is fantastic in such a short amount of time. Gripping the way she's talking abstractly and literally about the relationship. Like, the first handful of pages in, mm-hmm. you're like, this rain thing is a metaphor for right. their relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're, like, slowly realizing, oh, no, a bunch of people are actually about to die. Yes. Like, that, the way that transition, I thought, was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and this book did what I love. I love when things mash up, like, sci-fi and, like, personal, heady, mm-hmm. emotional stories. Right. Like... My cup of tea right there. So, If this was any other creative team, the story would have been mostly about the crystal rain that kills people. Yeah. That would have been the bulk of the story. But to have this probably be more about loss and love and like a, a sci-fi element and what it's like to lose people, that's the real hook of this. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't your normal Michael Bay action <laughs> flick. Like, this is going to be a real- You guys remember that movie Magnolia? With uh, I remember a steel magnolia. No, nah, just magnolia. It was like, is that with Penelope Cruz? I'm thinking of Vanilla Sky. You are thinking, yeah. It's like a weirdo movie. John C. Riley's in it. He's a police officer loses his gun. Tom Cruise is in it. He's very chauvinistic. Uh, so mag, okay. So John C. Riley is a cop, loses his gun. It's the story <laughs> about him trying to find his gun because it's like five characters. I was like, so it's it. like Crash. Philip C. Hoffman's in it. Uh, or Seymour Hoffman, 
And uh, yeah, Julian Moore is in it. Anyway, the end of it, if you haven't, you guys haven't seen it, so this is a dumb reference, but it literally ends with just raining frogs and then the movie ends. Interesting. Uh, the cast is fucking insane, by the way. It's a great movie. I'll, totally. s- I'll skip it. Paul Thomas Anderson was P.T. Like, Anderson. It's not weird enough. Can we end it with frogs? Yeah. Can we yeah. put frogs well, in this? He was like, he was like, I wrote a crazy ass movie i don't know how to end it i'm gonna have frogs rain down that's essentially why people hate this movie uh because it's like it just ends and you're like what the fuck um but then he made licorice pizza and everybody loves him now so with the son of philip seymour hoffman (laughs) oh for real that's his son yeah oh nice yeah um but anyway you know that's the rain connection here this has been movie corner um I think you're right. Like, it would have been more about the rain. It was good to have it about the relationship. Although you dinged me on this, we don't know shit about why it rained or anything or the world thereafter of like mm-hmm. 8,000 people dying in Boulder, which makes it really exciting for this next issue to be like, cool. Yeah, let's see the huge aftermath of I know. This. Are there going to be more weird uh, storm attacks that come or. So yeah, I, I was thinking about this it? now. If this happened in our, like you just said. It, I would it, never go outside again. You could never go outside unless you had like a shield, like a yeah, metal shield that right. would be above your head. Yeah. Or, or like, like, like a door. Or a car or something. Like a car door. Yeah. That's what I would use. Oh, can I point out another part of this that I loved was that there was a small group of characters that were like doomsday prepper people. Uh-huh. And they were like. They predicted Doomsday in 1998, then again in 2006, <laughs> then again in 2012. And they were like, if you predict enough Doomsdays, eventually you're going to be right. Right, exactly. I loved the whole conversation with them. I thought that was great. It's like being a Chiefs fan. Like, <laughs> like the end of the world really did come. Yeah. <laughs> See, we were right. <laughs> I actually was thinking I need to get into Doomsday calling just to be right. Mm. Just I, eventually, just I hedge used, your bets. I used to actually wake up every day and say, "Today's the day I'm gonna die." Oh God! But that way, if I did die, I could be like, "Called it." To who? You did <laughs> exactly, and everyone else would be too, right? If they were doomsday <laughs> predicting, you would be pretentious at the end of the world. <laughs> Vegas would take as many bets as they could field on this because they're like, "Shit, we don't have to pay you back." Ever. Exactly, yeah, this yeah. is gonna be great. We'll give you a million to one odds I'll every take time. Take all his money. <laughs> okay, I've had better plans. Uh, I'll say that you know we were Greg and I were talking about how Felix was like. Zoe Thorogood, all this art sold complete, mm-hmm. and that's a thing that's been happening a lot on this Felix comic art site. Sure, is that they're just like complete issue by one of our artists, like completely purchased. Right. Look, look ten minutes on the site. Hang on, wait. All I, sold out. All of the all of someone bought the book in its entirety already. Yes. Yeah, owns so, owns every page so, in the original. Yeah, so form. every once in a while, someone will be like, "I want to own the entire original artwork of this book." And we'll send him an offer, and they'll broker a deal and right. won't even post it to their site. What did this go for? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, I would love to know that, to be honest. But I like someone did the same thing with all like the King in Black, Donny Cates Which, books. Oh, fucking sends me through the roof when and that happens. Those had to have been like over 10, 15 grand a piece, I would think. Some of those, the covers. Uh, I mean, co- well, covers, yeah, covers for alone, like three yeah. grand, four grand sometimes right. if it's like a big book. So it's almost like someone's buying these to resell. Yeah. Well, nah, I don't know. I think. What that, are you going to do with a whole run of a comic book? Sit on it and you like 
a big believer in Joe Hill and Zoe Thurgood, and you're like, maybe this turns into a big thing and becomes a movie, and but yeah, then, and then you sell is, it. This is my chance to have it. I don't know that people are well. I guess maybe Endgame is sell it. I I think this is another one of those things where I think people are putting their money in weird collectibles that raise in value because they don't pay. You get you have property one... tax on them. This yeah. is this is what happens. You're like you're at a job. Mm-hmm. And you meet somebody or gains taxes. I mean, you meet somebody, and you're like, "Oh, you you got nothing to do in two weekends? You want? I got a cool like smoker. If you want like come over and like, I'll make some like meat and shit." <laughs> and then like that person's like, "God, fucking work, friends. Okay, fine." Uh-huh. They go over there and then smokes the meat. You know, gets like a sixty dollar bottle of wine. <laughs> Whoa! And you know, you know, two glasses in, and he's like, "You want to check this out?" And the guy's like, "I didn't." Sign up for that kind of party, and he's uh-huh. like, "No, no, no, no! I bought this virtually unknown comic book for way too much money, and I'd love to show you the pages for it." Yeah, that's another thing. Like <laughs> this book, to really no hype whatsoever, uh-huh. except Joe Hill's attached to it. I don't think that's fair to say at all. I think these two people are so buzzworthy that this book had tons of hype. Here's the thing about this: I bet it was ordered a ton. I think they have hype. He in, has a huge following. They have hype in the circles we run in. But, like, outside of people who Which are, are big circles, very popular, oh, fun circles. Very, very. Outside Here, of people who are, like, overly jazzed about independent comics, I think it's, like, do you know what like, oh, I'm, I'm, like, people outside of comic book fans, why do we give a shit? No, 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 think? no, no. I think eh. there's two levels of You're, comic book fans. Okay. I, think, I think there are people big who- Big two fans and yeah. then independent and fans. Then, and then people yeah. are, like, whoa, 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 I, I kind of think Joe Hill's one of those creators that transcends- they're like basket, yeah. basket full of heads. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and he's done an imprint on DC before, yeah. right? So yeah. he's got. I mean, some, he makes buzzworthy stuff. Yeah, he okay. did Lock and Key, which they did the show, and that was really the popular. Cape. Yeah, yeah. So he's done enough I stuff. The cape. Nosferatu, just like if Todd McFarlane. He did, no, he did do. I'm I not, know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just... Oh, okay. If Todd McFarlane did a new independent book that wasn't Spawn. You'd have hold a, your tongue. You'd have a shit ton of people <laughs> be like, "Oh God, I got to check it okay, out." Yeah. I feel like and, Joe Hill's and, like. And people, honestly, hold on. You just touched on something. That's a great way for Todd McFarlane to make a ass load of money, a billion bucks. If he did like another indie book that wasn't Spawn, people yeah. would lose their shit over that because mm-hmm. they want to be on the ground level of the new thing that Todd McFarlane's doing. And okay, this is world. a dumb question. Has he never done that before? He's he hasn't touched. Uh, well, I mean, like he's done other artwork for other, but he's never like touched another series. That's like I don't I think, think he's other done. Oh, wow, I don't think he's done any other indie. I book. think he has. What was that book? Enormous. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, but let's look it up. Like we're doing right now. All, all I know from him is that is that he's done primarily Spawn. Maybe I'm thinking of a different creator. Enormous. Maybe he maybe he does a book with Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> now that. <laughs> Is a moneymaker. Ted three. Yeah. In comic book form. The McFarlands. And they're did you call it? Did he do this book called Enormous? I'm By trying Tim to find Daniels. It. Look uh Nope. Why did you have that in your mind is that? That's kind of crazy. Greg is still victorious so far. Alright, type in Todd Todd McFarlane independent book. Alright. <laughs> Spawn. <laughs> Todd McFarlane, independent book. Great Google Should we add a yeah. question mark? Yeah, make sure you're in incognito mode. I'd hate anybody <laughs> to be like, you casual. Our show gets canceled. You couldn't figure the word spawn? 
I mean, all the results are going to be Spawn and Spider-Man yep. just because Todd McFarlane's name is in it. Yep. That's a good point. All right. Anyway, that's the, my main point was like if Todd McFarlane ever said, I'm doing a new hot indie book, uh, people would probably flock to that like they did Spawn 300 for no apparent reason, but just from the hype alone. Looks like he did a book called Coyote. <laughs> I think he just did the art for okay. an old epic uh, comic, which was an imprint on Marvel, if I remember correctly. Did you guys see that um, old what's his face from Invincible? Uh, Tyler, no, not uh, Kirkman, mm-hmm. is being sued. Oh, for what? By why didn't you put this in the news? By the original God, you artist of Invincible, like really the, the first artist, because he's not getting royalties from the TV show. And Ryan Otley is yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a tough pill to swallow. Hang on, wait. When did it change to Ryan Otley? Uh, like, Crabtree did the first, like, I want to say 30 issues. Okay. Like, he did a hefty amount of legwork for this. He even came back and did a later issue uh, so Ryan Otley could take a break for a you book. You do the first few arcs of a book. You don't get paid jack shit. You're a creator. That's a you're weird. a founding co-creator. Yeah, they kind of yeah. fucked up on that. Yeah, so he's he's being sued, and rightly so. I mean, because like from the article that I why read, is why is he suing? Kirkman's just like, I've been giving you like bonus checks out of like good faith, and <laughs> Crabtree's like, that's not how this fucking works, no, dog. Just give me a bonus check. Nope, sorry. Yeah, you give me real cash. Yeah, so hopefully kids. that gets figured out. Um, oh man, because that would suck. I can't wait to be so poor that I got to sue somebody to get my money. I think you have to be rich to sue somebody. Oh, that's a good point. It costs a lot of money to sue somebody. It is quite a luxury to sue someone. I was just thinking about the... We could, we would only be so lucky. <laughs> I wish we would get sued. Because that's just a level of celebrity that we need to attain. That's my dream. I've been sued before. It wasn't fun. You've been sued? Yeah, I used to own a record label, and I missed. God, we're gonna talk about this again. Always you with your own record. Oh, the record machine, by the way, because Matthew Rosenberg asked. <laughs> oh, did that's it? so cool. He tweeted us. Wait, really? Yeah, he oh, listened that... to the episode. Big fan. That's awesome. I'm yeah. I'm a big fan of him. I'm not calling him a big fan of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should have been like, oh, great. Yeah, the record machine is what it's called. Mm-hmm. You may. Uh, you may look it up. Google was, it at your will. I was embarrassed of my band, so I didn't want to name it. Don't. <laughs> you, we both like wound up for that one. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, that's that then. Uh. But yeah, we we messed up a little thing. We, you know, we had heard that you do advances when you sign bands. <laughs> Turns out it's not a great thing to do when you're an independent record label. And we owed the advance even though we didn't clear the sales, which we thought we were doing good and we weren't. And then we had to pay a lot of money. Uh, bummer. That's okay. It's fun to have started a business that didn't make money. It makes money now. I'm just not part of it. Did you sell your shares? I When we started a festival, I sold what I owned to... Uh, well, I put yeah. put away what thinking I made money to like I mean if I told you the amount we sold it for it would be like laughable it was a joke we thought we were making a lot of money we yeah. thought we thought we hit cash day <laughs> but, <laughs> the, but it is a great festival yeah it was it was cool it was a cool idea it was good to like not come out zero <laughs> that's always a, a plus in business <laughs> you live yeah. you learn 
every uh, every paycheck I get, I always spend it to zero. <laughs> that's how you do it, right? You have to. Yeah. Uh, it's every that's every, trickle down economics. Life I'm is helping like, the economy. Life is like a video game. What are you gonna do? Buy more like digital swords? Nope. <laughs> I ha- I I have done this. I every paycheck every two weeks, I've figured out what to spend. To make sure it goes down to zero, to exact zero, exactly zero, and yeah. then when I get paid to the again, penny, boop, yeah, back up. <laughs> it's like Price is Right. If you don't spend it all, you lose it all. Yeah, paid five hundred bucks every two weeks, and I make sure I spend it all. <laughs> oh, Greg, <laughs> the I live in a box. <laughs> all right, we we did the episode. We did rain. I'm pumped. I, I'm sad that rain's only five issues because I really like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we didn't mention. I guess there's a story at the end of rain. That's uh the artwork's cool. It looked like a it was done like on an ink block. <laughs> like a like you'd sketch it like a wood block. It looks block. like it was done on paper that was stained by coffee. My impression was that the Syzygy imprint creators are doing little mini backup comics. Oh, like they did with the pirate book for issue, Joe Hill. Like Joe Hill did with the pirate book. Wow. It's all this coming is, maybe together. this is uh, okay, this is probably Joe Hill's like request. He's like, I only do books now if there's a mini. <laughs> That's in his contract. I'm a mini guy. I'm a mini man. <laughs> yeah, you got a mini for me? Just wood block it. <laughs> I never read the pirate comic. You you and, claimed that but, you were going to. But I know because I have so many of those Hill House issues. Mm-hmm. But then I'd have to dig them all out and yep. skip to the end of every single. <laughs> yeah, book. a period piece that I couldn't read unless I collected seven different books was not really getting me. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't wasn't hooking you. Yeah, I appreciate that they do it though. There's like there's a certain amount of charm in it. Yeah. If you want more comic talk, head to the Patreon. We will be over there. Even more comic talk. Head to the Discord. Until then, bye. First issue club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or FirstIssueClub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at Patreon.com slash FirstIssueClub.